0: In today's show, we're talking fantasy basketball sleepers. This is going to change your life. It's going to unlock all of the mysteries of the world. It's going to lead to peace, prosperity, and unicorns. Fantasy basketball sleepers. You're not going to find this anywhere else. It's unbelievable. Michael Bolton. Michael? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit Fangio.com slash Locked On to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Now, of course, everything that I said in the cold open to this show is bullshit. It just is. But, you know, people want to click through on sleepers. And, and let's be honest, the idea of a sleeper at this point, and I know other people have said this um, yeah, recently. Uh, Mike Katron, who's been on this show plenty of times, has said this uh, plenty of times. Like Sleepers aren't real. Like, it's not... It's, there's no player that you've never heard of unless you are in the most casual of casual league. Um, you have heard of every player, right? In general, who are fantasy relevant. Most of your league mates in competitive leagues have heard of every player. There's nothing secretive here. I'm not unlocking the mysteries to life. I'm not giving you a cheat code to win. and Anyone tells you that they are is bullshitting you. They're, they're lying to you. Simple as that. Sleepers like that don't exist. But what I am here to do is to pour over the Yahoo ADP numbers, look over the Yahoo ranks, which were updated in the last couple of days, and tell you some guys that I think, yeah, I reckon they might be going a little bit later than they should be. And what we want to do is try and extract value. Part of the way of extracting value is looking at guys who you might be taking at rank or ADP. But you think, hey, you know what? There's a 15% chance this guy blows through this. And the other way to get value is to get guys at their rank or ADP who you think are 30, 40, 50 sp- spots better than what that number is anyway. So you don't even have to project them to explode or project them to be better than that. There are, that's the two ways of going about it. And what we're going to hit on here are guys that I think are just currently way undervalued over on Yahoo. This is specific to Yahoo. This is specific to category leagues. There is going to be one coming out for ESPN and category leagues later on. There is going to be shows for points leagues, busts and sleepers and all that stuff coming as well. That is not this show. This show is Yahoo Sleepers. Yahoo updated their ranks. We're going to do it. ESPN Sleepers will come out later today as well. Be aware of that. And we'll do points league probably next week. So in saying all of that, in throwing all those caveats out there, this is the best thing you'll ever watch in your life. These are the sleepers that will change everything. Don't panic, we've we've got you sorted for everything that you want, everything that you need, I am here. You want a neck rub? Sure, I'll give it to you. You want a foot rub? Yeah, maybe a little bit different. But we'll see, we'll give you what you need with sleepers. And in saying all of that, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's look at some Yahoo sleepers. It is a shit term, I agree. I know Dan and uh, Dan Besbrus and Matt Smith coined them smitties. Maybe we'll call them smitties. They're just guys who aren't valued high enough. Ah, oh, And we're going to start by looking at a rookie in Detroit. I think he's talking to you. Yeah, I am, Asar Thompson, because he is ranked pretty sillyly. I think, 222 over... In fact, that's uh, that's Richie Bennett, Bennett Territory. Two for two, two, two. Yeah, that is... That's pretty silly. Now, I don't think that... Asar Thompson is going to open the season as a starter in Detroit. But it could happen. I would expect Boyan and Stewart to man the three and the four. But if I was them, I wouldn't. I'd just put Stewart on the bench and start Boyan at the four. We'll see what Monty wants to do. But regardless, there are clear pathways for Thompson. Thompson uh, Stewart injury, Bogdanovich injury, Stewart sucking, Bogdanovich traded. Four different options for him to move moving to the starting lineup. I don't think he'd replace Jaden Ivey, but I guess that's a possibility as well. And then basically, any other injury that happens, if Cade gets hurt or Ivy gets hurt or anyone except for Duran, I, I think there's a chance that he starts. And this isn't to say that he's going to be awesome, but his ADP is at 141. He's ranks at 222. I've, take him in round 11. You know my theory now that I'm really leaning into. In round 11, take your round 13 flyers. It doesn't matter what you do in that spot. You're going to drop those guys majority of the time anyway. Take your flyers. Get the guys that you want that you think have got upside. And I think Asar might have, maybe gone going a little bit far, he might have top 100 upside this season. Maybe. It's going to depend how you view it, and it is really skewed towards head-to-head. He's going to have some rough percentages, I'm pretty sure. But if he can, can get 30 minutes, well, he's going to push way up there. My Durant metric loves him quite a bit. It's going to push him pretty high there too. The next one on that list you're going to scoff at, but Ben Simmons is just ranked too low. It's simple as that. He's at 164, which according to Yahoo means not draftable in standard leagues. Now, Ben Simmons might be cuttable, Because we might get to the start of the season and his back's playing up or his knee's playing up or he's playing 20 minutes as a backup. All of those things are possible. But to say that he's undraftable, I just think is incorrect. He's got an ADP of 133, so people are taking him out in round 12 on average. Simmons can very easily be a top 100 player. This is a bloke who's been an all-NBA guy. This is a bloke who's been an all-star multiple times. This is a guy that's averaged 17, 7, and 7 with steals, okay, blocks, good field goals. Yeah, no threes, cool. Horrendous free throws, we know that. There's a lot of confidence and in injury issues, no problem at all. I really love taking that chance on Ben Simmons because the positioning where he is in drafts is ludicrous, it's too low. And it's there's honestly no cost to you to getting Ben Simmons. And get If that's where he's going, there's absolutely zero cost in acquiring him. Um, I'm going to do this one again, which I, I feel like I do it every year. And it doesn't work. But maybe it'll work for us. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. It has to because Yusuf Nurkic is ranked at 160, right? His ADP is 112, so it's pushed higher than that. But Portland's center situation is Nurkic with Moses Brown and Ibu Baji behind him. I don't know what's happening with Lillard. I wouldn't imagine that Nurkic is part of a trade. But again, if we're talking round 10, round 11, for a guy that... Might look. He doesn't even have to play 35 minutes. He might play 29 minutes, even though their backups are horrendous. But he's going to rebound. He's going to get some scoring. He's going to maybe block a shot, even though that's disappeared. He gets a couple of assists. There's no young player coming through behind him. I love getting Nurkic late. I love it. Joshi Richardson doesn't even have an ADP. Apparently, he's never getting drafted. I think he's starting in Miami almost, no matter what. They lost Vincent and Struess. They might be losing Hero plus more. In a Lillard trade, Richardson's going to start. I don't think he's got supremely high upside, but he's ranked 202. This one leans more towards your 14-teamers. Where you go, that's just tremendous value to get a guy like that. But even in a 12-teamer, if he's your 10th guy, I think it's okay. Because he, he's going to start. He's not the same player that he used to be. We're, we're well aware of that. He's 30-plus. But he's going to start on a team that might be depth depleted. There's enough there to consider it. We'll go to Memphis. Steve Adams. And again, you'll look at his numbers and you'll be turned off and you get free throw percentages. That's disgusting. What's going on with that? It's dreadful. And it's true. But we're talking head-to-head leagues. Remember, roto leagues are 5% of all leagues. Yet rankings on sites are tailored towards it as a general rule. So when Adams is ranked 175 and when you look at straight rankings, that's what it tells you, you look at it and go, well, why would I want to draft him? Well, the reason is, is when you when you punt a category, it becomes like a top 100 guy. Perhaps. Perhaps he's a top 100 guy. He's he's probably around 120, right? But 120 center who might get double-digit rebounds and maybe get 60% field goals, maybe blocks 1.2 shots. They're not great numbers. But in round 10, at the end of round 10, you're probably not finding anyone after that getting double-digit rebounds. Maybe he's a 10 and 10 player. Maybe your league counts double-doubles as well. It's just a bit of value at a guy at the end who people will be turned off because of the free throws. And even though the free throws are bad, it's very easy to deal with them because the volume's not particularly high. You can get someone in there to to help you out in that area. Let's look at the other Thompson. Amen Thompson. He's ranked 186th in their latest update. I don't know when they're going to do the next update, but they just did one. So don't expect him to change. His ADP's at 142. That's last round territory. And Kevin Porter Jr. is gone. I feel really confident in saying Porter's not playing for the Rockets this season. I don't know if they're going to actually pull off this trade that they're trying to do, which just looks horrible. Just cut the bloke. Take the $16 million on. The other team, look, I, yeah, look, I know that there's about asset management, but you're going to give up picks to get off him to save like the money? What are you doing with that money this season? I don't know. Beside the point. But what this means is that Porter, who would be the backup point guard, the backup shooting guard, and probably get minutes at the backup small forward position, is gone. So his 30 minutes are done. So Amen Thompson is the primary backup point guard. Amen Thompson is probably the primary backup shooting guard. And maybe Amen Thompson gets minutes to the three. That's probably more Tari regular season that gets them there. But Amen's going to bump up. And like his brother, he's going to have efficiency issues. We know that. But he's also going to be able to put up assists and steals, and blocks, and he'll score okay, and he'll rebound really well for his position. And yeah, I think that he's probably got less of a chance of a top 100 role, but now it took probably two guys to be gone before for him to get there. Now it takes one. A Brooks injury, a Green injury, a Van Vliet injury. He's a top 100-ish sort of head-to-head player because he had Porter ahead of him before, and he doesn't now. So I really think that a man and a SAR are both wildly underrated given their current ranks and ADPs. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't take them in the top 100, but yeah, absolutely, round 11, not a problem in grabbing them uh, during that uh, during that range. Today's episode is brought to you by FanJul. The NFL season is here and FanJul has got incredible offers because of course they are America's number 1 sports book right now new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed easy stuff plus all customers not just new customers all customers who bet those $5 you get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV so $100 off NFL Sunday ticket just for betting $5 and you could be smart you might throw your $5 onto a Tagovailoa for MVP because he's the goat we can we all know that Or maybe, is Tyreek Hill got a chance to be the MVP despite uh, not playing quarterback? I don't know. He looked pretty good, didn't he? But maybe I'm just gloating about the Dolphins winning in week one. But now is the best time to join FanJul. You can watch the Dolphins on NFL Sunday ticket and save money. And you can also bet on over-unders and props and money lines and all that sort of stuff over at Fanjul. So go to Fanjul.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanJul is an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. I'm going to talk about Paul Reed. Now, this will happen every year without fail, is that I will tell you someone that I love in the last round. It happened years ago with Darius Baisley. It happened last season with Tari Eason. It happened with, I can't even think of the other players, but it always happens, right? I'll say, well, I love this guy in the last round. And then people go, well, if you love him in the last round, Josh, and now again, my terminology has changed a little bit where I'm looking more like last round is either 11 or 12 as well. So in that area, people go, well, if Josh loves him there, then I I'm, will I'm, take him round nine. I've just got to make sure I have him, and that's just not how fantasy works. You don't have to have these guys. You don't. It'd be nice to get them when you get them at the right spot. A sleeper is no longer a sleeper when you pay four rounds extra of value on them. They're just not. So if you're taking Paul, someone messaged me the other day, man, you're talking about Paul Reed now, he's going in the 90s. Stop it. Don't do that. Don't take him in the 90s. It's silly. There's a chance that it doesn't play out at all. But late, I love it. He's got a rank and an ADP of 144. I don't know whether he's going to start or not in Philadelphia. I would say that PJ has the inside track, but he might only be a 24-minute-a-night player. And with the backup power forward definitely depleted, with Yang and McDaniels not there anymore, they can play Tobias Harris, of course, at power and they'll do that. But Tucker might actually be traded if Harden is gone as well. And Montrezl Harrell's Tories ACL. Mo Bumber is there as a backup center, and there is uh Who else did they get? Uh, Philip Petrosev is there as well to be a third-string center. But Reed is going to get first crack at this. Reed is going to play next to Embiid. So he's not just playing 14 a night. He is playing minimum 14 a night, probably minimum 20 a night, maybe 25 a night. Now, I do expect that if he goes from backing up Embiid to playing next to Embiid, Rebounds, block rates will drop, field goal percentage probably drops as well. but as a round 11 sleeper player, oh, I love it like and if he did start and play 30 minutes a night, well that's you know that's it's very, very comfortable top 100 numbers. The problem is I, I can't have confidence in that so I'm not going to take him there. no chance. no way I'm taking him in the top 100. Just again get that out there. you do not have to have Paul Reed. if you're sitting in round 11 and Paul Reed is there, I would say probably you do have to have Paul Reed. but you don't have to have him. You don't have to have him at pick 84. You don't have to take him at 95. You don't do any of those things. But you get him late. I hope that that is stressed enough. Dan Gafford. He's ranked hundred. He's 80. He's 80 a 100. He was ranked lower than this, but they've updated him up to 100. I don't think it's high enough. Like, what is, honestly, what is the difference between Gafford and Nick Claxton? What is the difference between Gafford and Klinka um, Pella? What's the difference? I don't think even if you might say there is a difference, I don't think the difference is large enough. Now, Gafford's not particularly good, right? He's not a great player. He's definitely not someone I'm looking at as a dynasty stalwart. He's not someone the Wizards are building around. None of those things are true. But when we talk about Yusuf Nurkic having no one behind him, Gafford's backup is Anthony Gill, Mike Mascala, Xavier Cooks, who literally might not make the roster. They don't have a young up-and-coming prospect center because Tristan Vukcevic isn't coming across. So Gafford played 23 minutes a night last season. you got to think he's playing 28. Like he's, you got to think he's doing that. And what if he gets to 32? That's probably going to be tough, giving his fouls. But 28's totally fine. No reason he can't be 80% Nick Claxton. And a pick 100, it's yeah, pretty good value. And that brings us to another center, who was obviously ludicrously ranked earlier on. Oh, hi, Mark. A little bit better now. He was ranked in the 300th, 300s. And Yahoo's gone, oh, we might have been a little off on that. And they put him at 95, which I think is totally good. good. I think it's fine. His ADP is at 132. I still think even... Look, at 132, tons of value. That's second last pick territory. Third last pick. 95 is not. 95 is what? Round nine? Round nine, I think. Yeah. Um, But I look, again, why is he different to Capella? Why is he different to Rob Williams? Why is he different to Claxton or Jared Allen? Why, why are any of those things different? Why is he significantly different than Walker Kessler? Different, but why is he significantly different? I really like Mark, and if you're getting him in round nine, round 10, round 11 is obviously insane. That would be, hey, If he's in round 11 and Paul Reed's there, well, you take Mark Williams. Now, I guess there is a risk that maybe PJ Washington plays small ball center. He didn't play a single second of small ball center really last season. Some of that was the absence of Myles Bridges, of course, meaning he needed to play at the four. And Bridges and Brandon Miller are in the mix, which complicates things somewhat. But I also think that Mark Williams is, is going to lock. He played 19 minutes a game last year. like He's going to play 25 minimum, sure. He has to. Could he play 28? Sure. Could he play 33? Uh, unlikely. But 30, 29? Totally, totally fine. I just don't think Steve's going to lean too much into PJ as being a small ball center that much. I'm not a big Patrick Williams guy. I'll say it now. like I'm not. I don't, I don't think that he's got Kawhi Leonard upside. Sorry, Bulls fans, I don't. But part of that is, you know, when you lose out your starting job to Javante Green, who currently plays for nobody, there's probably some danger signs there, right? But he's ranked 161st. His ADP's at 151. He's probably going to start. Yes, Tory Craig might be a better player than him. Probably is. Might be a better player than him. But this is year four. All right, Williams can block a shot, hit one and a half threes, get a steal. The problem with him is usage is never going to scale up hugely. But getting a nice block steal guy who does shoot the three ball well, not a bad free throw guy, in the later rounds, I actually really like that. I think that he could push inside the top 120 this season. Best case is still probably top 100. Likely case is probably top 120, I think. So there's a little bit of value in him. I also think there is a bit of value in the way that a Kongu is ranked. Ranked 109th with an ADP of 103. I thought for sure... People would be getting him in the 60s for sure. He ended last season on an absolute tear. I think he shot 92% from the line over the final 20 games. He blocked a ton of shots. Now, I have also banged this drum that hey, when Quinn Snyder took over, his minutes went down. So it wasn't that Snyder said, Well, we're going away from Capella and we're playing a Kongwu. I uh, the tenant that and I always speak to Brad Rowland from Locked on Hawks about this, and we always have this chat every year. He's like, bro, no, Capella is the starter. And he's going to play the bulk of the minutes. And that has always been the case. And then Brad this season said, Yeah, maybe we're getting a minute split. And I went, Oh, okay. If you have been adamantly telling me the Hawks want Capella, 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 and this year you're going, Yeah, I'm not sure about that. That makes me go, I'm also not sure about it. And I think that maybe he gets I don't he's not overtaking Capella, but there is a trade risk for old uh, for old Clint. And there's a chance that even in 24 minutes he beats this number. Be really careful about a Kong with that you're not overrating field goal percentage and turnovers in your rankings. But I, I think even, you know how I do it. Like I, I don't count turnovers when i looking at value. I even think he beats his number pretty comfortably. In fact, all of these guys that I've mentioned so far, I, I think there's at least three rounds of value in getting them at those ranks or ADPs. The last guy on this list is the biggest bird. It's Zion Williamson. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. Actually, that's not true. It's not the last guy on this list. It's the last guy. Oh, it is the last guy on this list that I've got on the screen. I've got two more screens to come of another 12 guys. Zion's got an ADP of 69. Of course, he does. He's got a rank of 61. Shout out to Mariah Mills. He is better than that. Simple as that. We're going to talk points league stuff for him later on. But even in a category league, you know that if you get Zion, he's not going to hit free throws. We know this, right? But he's going to provide you points at a field goal percentage that not one single player in the league is going to be able to match. Not even Jokic. He improved his defensive stats somewhat last season. There's a chance he could be a four to five assist player. He's not a super strong rebounder. But if he is actually healthy, look, he beats his number very comfortably. Very comfortably. I think he's probably a top 30-ish player in a head-to-head format, understanding the way the head-to-head ranks should work. The reason he is down this far is injuries. But when you get to this spot, your five picks in, your sixth pick, I don't have the data, I wish I did, but I reckon when we look back at it, that when you're in round 6, round 7, those guys are probably, what, hit rate of 60%, 50% of actually turning out to be the guy that you hope they are, and I, there is a chance that Zion's better than that. I, feel, I don't feel confident in it, but I do look at him if he's there in that spot, I go, yeah, I'll probably take a crack at that, I think. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case, it gives you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Whatever the emergency is, your doctor might be fully booked out because your health system is struggling and you can't get in to see them. You might be isolated because trees have fallen down due to lightning strikes and blocked your road. There might be a pandemic. Don't know about that, but there might be. There might be natural disasters, bushfires, cyclones, tornadoes, earthquakes that keeps you in a situation where you can't get medical care and you need them to save your life. And that is what Jace Medical helps you with. You get these pack of five antibiotics, you get ongoing care from their physicians. When you go there, it's just simple online form that you fill out. You can jump on a call with one of their qualified physicians as well to work out what's best for you. And you get that guidance to take what you need to take when that problem, And you don't wanna be sitting there going, man, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? If I don't take this, my arm's gonna fall off. Like You have gotta have something there to do And that is exactly what Jace Medical provides. Everyone should have that ability to care for themselves and their loved ones in an emergency. You can also now save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. And the promo code is LOCKEDON. As I just make sure my screen is right, Now, I'm not sure about, well, I am sure, but I'm, I'm also, it's going to look a bit weird because the guy that I've got at the top of that screen there is Claxo Nick Klaxon. who's ranked 56 with an ADP of 49. And I think that there is a chance that he is significantly better than that. Would I want to reach up that high for him? Well, I don't know, but you've got Chet and Wemby and Jaron and Kessler all Jarrett Allen, all going off the board in this area in centers. But I think getting Claxton here, again, when I try to take a look at how my rankings play it out for him, he and my Durant rankings, also, we know, that because of the way that blocks are distributed, they get sort of nerfed a little bit. But Claxton still comes out really high, like in the 30s. And I think when you're getting someone in round five, if they can return round three value, which I think is possible for Claxo, that ends up being a pretty good option. I think Draymond Green's a little underrated. He's got a rank of 98, an ADP of 98. Now, he is not going to fit everybody because he might average eight points per game. He also might lose a little bit in terms of assists with Chris Paul arriving. That's possible too. But he could also get you 8, 8, 7, 1.2, 1.2 steals and blocks. His free throws can be rough, but they're very low volume. He's not for everybody, but we know this, that when we hit later rounds, it's very hard to find assists. And Draymond does it in such a way that he fits certain teams really well. I think he's probably able to be 25, 30 spots better than this if you're just using strict rankings. For some of you, it will make no sense at all to have Draymond on your team. For others, it'll be an absolute godsend to have him there at that point. And that's part of the idea of this, is that those rankings, they're never a one-size-fits-all situation. But to just completely discount Draymond at 98, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Actually, I actually think Tari regular season's a little bit of a sleeper at 147. Ranked 147, ADP 147. Like I outlined earlier when talking about a Thompson, there are minutes opened up for him with Kevin Porter's absence. I always, well, I don't know why I struggled to say that word. I always thought there was a chance here that Udoka didn't love Shangoon and we got Easton 4, Smith 5 minutes a lot more. Yeah, Eason's going to have, I would guess, the role ahead of Jay Sean Tate as the backup 3-4, though Tate apparently will get some minutes. I think he's unbelievably overrated. But anyway, that's a separate point. But if Eason gets 24 a night, he beats that number. I'm pretty. He was like 160th last season as a rookie in 21 minutes. So I think he goes up from 21. I think he can beat that number. But also just looking at it, go, man, I just love it. Round 11, let's see what happens, yeah? There is a chance. Small, but there is a chance. This one hasn't really been corrected enough. Chris Middleton's at 83, ADP's at 87 for old Mido. And this is a guy that was just rolling as a top 40 player for years and years and years. And then last season, he copped it with a wrist issue and then a knee problem. Now, I am worried about the knee without any doubt about it. He had that knee problem back at Texas A&M. He had some, obviously, knee issues last season, which really limited him. But when you look at his production from last season, he played 24 minutes a night. That's not going to be the case. I really, look, that's look it's just not, like, it's simple as that. It's not going to be. Adrian Griffin, I don't think, is going to come in and say, well, man, we've got such great depth behind you. We can afford to play you 28 or not either because the depth behind him is Pat Connerton, I guess, or Jay Crowder. Like, it's not good. So when Middleton is rolling, he should get, let's say, 32. That's eight more minutes than last season. Will we have worries about some games sat due to the knee? A hundred percent we will. But again, we're talking 83 uh, rank, 87 ADP. We're talking round seven, round eight. Uh, that, there is, uh, there's baked in. We don't have to look at that and go, well, what if Middleton actually breaks out? We don't have to have to look at that. Because for him to get two rounds, three rounds of value, he just has to be Chris Middleton. That's all. Josh the Hitman Hart. I'm not usually the biggest Joshie Hart fantasy category league player, but he's at 132 on rankings, 140 ADP. We're talking last three-round territory. I'm not sure that he's able to be a top 80 player, but top 110, top 105, maybe. He's going to play more power forward this season, which means more rebounds, probably higher field goal percentage. Don't think he's going to shoot a ton of threes, but he can be a steals guy. He can be a rebounds guy. He can be a good percentage sort of a player. And I just think there is, for a guy that, I don't think he's going to start, but he's going to play 30 minutes a night, maybe more, but probably around 30 and I think there is value in him in round 11, round 12. I am really big big in on Jordan Poole this season. I've said this all along, that I am really into what he's able to do. He's ranked at 49th and 53rd ADP. And you'll say, Josh, how is there any value in him there? I, he is, to me, more likely to be inside the second round than outside the top 50. I'm not taking him in the second round, but start of the fourth, back end of the third... How do you get a guy that might get 90% from the line and seven attempts a game? Who also might score 25 points with three threes and six and a half assists. How do you find that? Sure, he might shoot 41% on 20 attempts. Absolutely not going to debate that. He might only get four rebounds. Cool. He might turn it over three times. Absolutely fine as well. But we're talking head to head here. Get some free throws, some assists, some scoring, some threes. Get it in round five. I love it. And the only thing that I think majorly changes from the NBA's resting policy that came out the other day is... You know, the other stuff, I don't think there's anything about it, about like, you know, you can't rest these games. Again, players don't just sit down for no reason. There's injuries, and most of it is like injury return from back-to-backs. That's how most of those games happen. There are a couple, there's a couple of extra games in there that might impact. Not a huge change. The big change has been for us in fantasy playoffs, which again, make sure you're finishing March 24th. That's when you finish a league. Don't go any longer. Never go any longer in head-to-head leagues. But they made a point to say, well, we're going to investigate this shit like Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant and Bradley Beal, and um, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and Isaiah Stewart and every fake injury that shut guys down for the final two or three weeks of last season. So I had a bit of skepticism with Paul saying, yeah, well, what if they're bad? And I don't think they're going to be as bad as you think, but what if they're bad? And they just say, don't play the final three weeks and your league mistakenly still runs for those weeks. That's a problem. I take him fine because I know all of my leagues were going to end sh- usually before that shenanigans takes place. But that new rule also gives me an extra level of confidence The pool's going to be going all right. I think there's a ton of value in him. Start around five, middle around five. I I, I love it there. And that brings us on to the last list of six players. These guys probably slightly lower level of upside, and I'll I'll talk through them all. But I want to look at Zach Collins, who's got an ADP of 136, which is absolutely bonkers. I've been telling you this all season that he is going to be the starting center for the Spurs, and he will play next to Victor Wembenyama. I've said this all season. Will he play 35 minutes? Almost definitely not. But 27? Minimum? Probably. He was like a top 40 guy in the second half of the season when Pertal was traded. And yes, there's a lot of factors there. But he upped his assist rate. He's a field goal and free throw guy as a big man, which you don't get. He can rebound. Okay, now Victor's going to impact him. 136 is crazy. Even 106 as a rank is probably a little low. I think he's more of a 90 guy. But if people are judging him based on ADP, well, well, that's a real steal for you there. Let's look at the big fella, Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. Now, people will be a little scared off on this. They did adjust his rank on the recent updates to 32. His ADP sits at 44. That will start to push closer to 32. I still think that when we're talking upside, sleepery-type players, Cade's got a real shot at, a very outside shot at first round and a decent shot of top 20. I think those things are are possible. It probably helps you when you punt field goals, but I I don't think he's going to be a 42% guy, maybe 45. Might he be 23, six and six and a half, 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, two threes, 87 from the line, six attempts, maybe. So, When we're in those early rounds, getting 10 spots of value, and if you're getting an ADP, and even if he gets into the 40s, or sorry, into the 30s, it's value for you. But there's a lot of guys that go in this spot that have got no chance of being a first-round player. How does Cade get there? 26, two and a half threes, six rebounds, seven assists, 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, 45 and 87. He gets that's the first round. If he does that, that is a first-round player. don't know that he does it, but that's how you get there. We've got the skater boy, Zach Levine. I'm not the biggest Zach Levine fan as a player. I think he's totally adequate. I think he's lazy on defense a lot of the times. Um, I think the offense has been a little bit weird in terms of not running through him and running through DeRozan. I'm not sure he ever is able to be a guy that leads a team to be good. Cool. His ADP is 52 and he's ranks at 50. I feel pretty confident that he's one of the safest players in this range. So if you took a little bit of an upside one, I mean, I'm going to take Cade in round three. You don't want to just go every single round, I'm just shooting for the moon. You've got to have at least, especially in those first five, six rounds, at least a little stability in one of those two picks. I think Levine's it. But also I think that why, why isn't he a top 40 player? Why can't he be? Towards the end of last season, DeRozan usage went down. Levine's up. They changed things. Patrick Beverly came in, who is going to be replaced by Javon Carter, I guess similar sort of archetype of player. And they started to play better and things ran through Levine, not through DeRozan. And I thought it worked better for the Bulls. That's not to say that it's going to continue to happen that way, but it could. Bill Brad Beal, he, what other Bill? serious? He's got an ADP of 64, a rank of 58. And while I do think he's going to cop a significant hit in Phoenix being the third option, I end up with him in basically every every draft I do, because when he goes into round six, Durant actually really likes him in terms of the metrics there, probably like a fourth round player. Um, he might not average 20 a game, but he might also get 20 on the nose with th- three threes, four rebounds, five and a half assists. Maybe maybe he gets back to over a steal, I don't know. And efficiency rises. He's, you know, I would prioritize Levine over him, but I get him a lot in that round six area, and I love it. The last two on this list are when I look at my traditional projections and traditional rankings, they're not as highly rated. But when I flip on the Durant ranking, they actually jump up quite a bit. And it's Devin Vassell and Jeremy Grant. Vassell's got a rank of 68 and ADP of 71. Durant loves him as a top 45 player. And while I wouldn't take him there, I think getting him around this area, that gives me an idea that maybe he can produce at that level. And the same goes for Jeremy Grant. Now, the Grant one's different because we don't know what's going to happen with Portland and Lillard and what they're going to do in terms of who comes back and any of that stuff. But like I talked about when looking at Jordan Poole earlier, maybe Jeremy Grant can somehow avoid getting injured at the end of March for the fourth consecutive year. Man loves playing on a shit team and loves taking March and April off. He's got an ADP of 76, Jez, with a rank of 72, That's, again, round six, round seven sort of territory. Um, He's going to be inefficient, and he's going to play with Simons, most likely, and Scoot, which probably limits some of the upside usage. But he was on fire as a shooter last season. He's never a steals and blocks guy. He's a putrid rebounder. I don't love him as a player at all. I think he's actually a losing player. But that doesn't matter. I think there is value in him maybe getting top 50 upside. In a Roto League... It's great. Don't worry about the end of season tank stuff. But again, I'm sort of softening a bit on that because I think we might get a common sense in terms of setting your playoffs, but also that the league might just not want that to happen quite as early as it's been happening. That's 24 players who are going to win your league. Absolutely guaranteed, guaranteed void in all 50 states and all the countries in the world. But they're guys I think you need to look at. And you need to pay attention to to where they're going in drafts. Don't jump for them. Don't reach for them. Don't do any of that. Don't eliminate all value. Just keep an eye on them. There's some players to look at where I think there's value. Hey, you're going to disagree with some of them. If you are, great. Drop them in the comments below. Who did I miss? Who do you think that I was wrong on on this list? Go ahead. Roast it. Let's go. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And on YouTube, I think you know what to do. You thumb it up. And you leave those comments down below. Guys, We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. That's good stuff.